This episode is brought to you by Spotify. On Spotify, you can tune into all of your favorite podcasts, playlists, and party tunes literally for free. Like, I don't even have a premium account right now. (laughs) You can tune into my podcast and so many of my guests' podcasts on Spotify, and you'll never miss an episode because you can just click follow and they will let you know when there's a new episode. And if you have premium, you can download the episodes and listen literally whenever, wherever, like on the airplane when you're super bored and flying to Paris. So if you don't already have it, download the Spotify app. You can search for the Mindset Magic Manifestation Podcast. Be sure to follow me so you can get notified every week for the new episode. Hey guys, what's up? Happy Friday. I hope you're thriving in Nebraska. The sun has finally come out. I've seen a few people going to Coachella this weekend, so hope you're living your best lives. Today, I have another story time Friday along the terms or the I don't know what I'm saying, along the theme of this week of positive self-talk, and this one's more about just positive thoughts and a positive mindset, but it's pretty crazy, and I'm finally going to tell you guys the story about what happened when I was in France over winter break. But before we dive in, I want to stop and ask you guys to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. The way you can do this through the podcast app is just searching in all caps, Finesse Podcast, and you'll see my face on a pretty pink background pop up, and there'll be a rate and review section, and that helps me so much, helps get the word out, helps me be able to tell you crazy stories like this one. So give it a rate and a review, and let's get on with the story. All right, so over winter break, I went to France with my friend Caleb, and we got round trip tickets for five fifty because your girl is good at planning trips. Um, but we are flying out of Chicago, so our tickets were actually like five thirty, and then we got mega bus tickets. So we took a bus from Omaha to Chicago, flew out Chicago, and same way on the way back. We took a bus the day before, stayed the night at one of my friend's houses that lives in Chicago, and then got on the bus to go to the airport when our flight left. And that's just where it all went down the shitter, if I'm going to be honest. (laughs) This is so funny to retell to me. Um, Caleb's going to be like, worst trip of my life when he hears this story. (laughs) Um... We took a public bus that was right outside of my friend's house, and we are going to take that to the, like, subway, and then we're going to take the subway to the airport because it's just a straight shot when you get there. So we get on this public bus. Turns out we're on the right bus, but it's going the wrong direction. So we just, like, had to hop off the bus. You know, it's, like, two, maybe three hours before our flight leaves at an international airport. And so, you know, the whole shenanigans. So we end up just calling an Uber, getting an Uber. They picked us up in like a Popeye's parking lot where we just ended up getting off of the bus and got to the airport. Everything was good. Everything was fine. So we try and check in and my passport was having issues. So we had to go wait at the counter through the line to get our tickets and we find out that we were put on standby for our connecting flight. So we were flying Chicago to Iceland, Iceland to Paris. And Iceland had us on standby for the flight, even though I paid for us to get the premium tickets. So not first class, but it's like 
I don't like not economy at the same time because it allows a checked bag. You get to pick your seats and you're like guaranteed that spot. And they put us on standby. And so I was like, I physically picked the seats online. I don't understand how we're on standby for the flight. But we got on our flight anyways in Chicago and it didn't leave for like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Like it was delayed. And so... <laughs> Let's just take a second. Our layover in Iceland was only an hour long and we left about an hour and a half late from Chicago. So we were like low key freaking out. I was like, it's fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Caleb's like, fuck, like, what are we going to do? So we get to Iceland and that's a different country. So we have to go through immigration. We have to get our passports stamped. So we land at like 5.58 in the morning. Iceland time and we are sprinting through the airport to get to immigration and then we have to wait in line and luckily all the flights had been notified of our late flight because everybody's going to different places obviously so the planes were waiting got our passports checked sprinted to the terminal and luckily they gave us tickets right away and we got the seats that I had originally picked out so the whole issue with standby was kind of a waste of our energy which was pretty frustrating but got on the flight and it was fine. Everything was good, except the fact that um, the airline we chose doesn't serve even water for free. And since we had to sprint through the airport, we had no time to get food, no time to get water. So we were on this like six hour flight um, with absolutely no water, or maybe it was the three hour flight. I don't know, but we were dying is point of the story here. But everything was fine. We landed in Paris at Charles de Gaulle. And so we go to baggage claim and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting some more. And then bags stop coming. Um, and me and Caleb don't have our bags. And we're like, what the hell? <laughs> we're like, where are our suitcases? And Caleb's like stressing out and he's like I I had a feeling this was gonna happen and I was like it's fine was basically my motto the whole trip I was like it's fine we'll figure it out and (laughs) there's like a big group of people who also have lost their suitcases and if you've never lost a suitcase at the airport they do put on your plane ticket where you can go in case you have a baggage issue so we like all go to this area we're filling out baggage claim Nobody knows where those suitcases are, and we're told that we'll have them by tomorrow night at the latest. So when we get to France, we're only staying in Paris for one night, and then we're going to Angers, where I studied abroad, to visit my French sister. So even if it came tomorrow night, we weren't going to be in Paris to pick up the bags or have them delivered. So we're like, whatever, let's put in the information, let's go find food and get some freaking water. We get water bottles and baguettes and we just like walk to our hostel, check in, sit down and we're just like, what the fuck do we do? (laughs) For the rest of the night, we just kind of walked around town, got some food, a little bit of sightseeing, but not on purpose, just because we ended up running into monuments and got subway tickets and all the good stuff, you know. Um, So we wake up in the morning and we start calling the airport. We're calling the airline. We're trying to figure out where our bags are. And my bag's been found. It's, it was in Iceland still. It had never, it hadn't been transferred with our flight, even though after we got on the plane, um, which had been waiting. We had to wait another like 45 minutes and we assumed this was because they were transferring bags. Apparently not. 
my bag was still in Iceland and Caleb's bag was still missing. Like they didn't even know where it was. It wasn't even located in Iceland. So of course he was pissed. I was like, okay, well at least they found one of them. That means the other one can't be far. Uh, It'll be fine. And they tell me that they can't deliver it to the hostel that day because it has to be flown from Iceland to Paris on the next flight. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to be in Angers. So you guys have to send it to Angers, which delayed it another two days. So basically I went, I think five days without my suitcase. And when it was in Angers, sorry, when it's in Angers, they wouldn't even deliver it to me. I had to go pick it up. It was ridiculous. And the place where you had to pick up your bags, wasn't it in downtown Angers? Of course. It was like in bumfuck nowhere. We had to take a bus. So it was like a 45 minute ride to get there. And when we got there, my suitcase was broken. It had been wrapped up because they couldn't close it because the locks were broken. Three wheels were missing. It was just a mess. But I was so happy to have my luggage. And I was just super relieved that I was actually taking it home with me that day. Thank goodness. And I felt bad because Caleb still didn't have his. He was really frustrated. We had been wearing the same outfits five days in a row, which is pretty gross. Actually, I could steal some of my French sister's clothes, which was nice. And we did a little shop. Not a little. We really didn't shop that much, actually, now that I think about it. But yeah, so I got my suitcase and they didn't find Caleb's until two days after that. It was in Iceland. Who knows how they couldn't locate that. But then they shipped it over to Paris, sent it to Angers, and he got his suitcase the day before we were leaving Angers, a full week after we arrived in France. So we stayed in Angers for a week and then went back to Paris the last four days. So he got it the last day. (laughs) And luckily we had it when we got back to Paris. Everything was all good. Changes of outfits. We could actually go out and not feel disgusting. (laughs) So we fixed our baggage situation. However, that was not the only thing that happened while we were there. Um, The price of our hostel like almost doubled without us knowing because we couldn't pay for it online. The rates go up and down daily, so they make you wait till you get there. Uh, So those prices almost doubled. Finding food was nearly impossible, which was always a frustrating task. And we missed a train when we were in Paris going to Angers. So then we had to buy bus tickets. And our last day in Angers, we were staying at my sister's apartment. And she had gone back home because like it was right before Christmas. And she lives in Samir, which is about 30 minutes from Angers. So she had gone home. We were staying in her apartment and leaving that day. And this French man comes banging on the door. Like, rattling the door handle, pounding on the door. And this was after he had buzzed her like doorbell probably for three minutes straight, just holding it down. And like we thought we were about to die. He wasn't saying anything, just pounding, pounding. And then he went to the neighbor and started speaking French really fast. And I do speak French, but I could not understand what he was saying because it was so fast. And all I could hear him say was my sister's name. And she never answers the door. So I was like, I'm not about to fucking open that door. Um, it was terrifying. We didn't move. We didn't make any noises for like two hours. We were petrified. I like silently made us breakfast with no lights on. It was so scary. Uh, but we made it back to Paris after that just fine. 
but we had to walk our suitcases because there was like a bus station right outside of her apartment. But by the time we were leaving, there were no buses going to the train station for us to make our train. So we had to walk like 40 minutes with our suitcases that we finally had to this train station. And then right as we get there, our train is like arriving. And so we're trying to find our cars. Me and Caleb have separate seats, different cars, and they weren't in like order by number. They were like out of order. So it'd be like seven, eight. And then on the left, it'd be like one through six. And then on the other side, it would be like 15 to 12, but like backwards. It was just so confusing. And I literally almost didn't even get on the train. And then I had to go upstairs and I was sweating, dragging this giant suitcase and my two bags around the train. Just a hot mess. Let me tell you. So the last few days of our trip were fine. We had clothes, we had food, we were at our hostel. It was all okay. We got to the airport the day we were leaving and time enough to get on our flight. It did get delayed about 30 minutes. So when we got to Iceland again, we had to sprint through the airport. I remember one of the times somebody was like, I'm sorry, my flight leaves at 6.15. This was on the way there. They're like, my flight leaves at 6.15. Can we go ahead of you at immigration? I was like, our flight leaves at 6.01 and it was like 6 a.m. And they were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, <laughs> this trip was such a hot mess. So we went to the airport in Iceland. We got to Chicago. Everything is okay. Stayed at my friend's. And the next day we go to the stop where the Megabus picks us up because that's how we were getting home. And the Megabus takes a couple stops on the way back to Omaha and it was blizzarding that day. And so we made our first two stops and then we get to Des Moines and the bus literally breaks down like <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in Des Moines. So we had to sit there for two hours in Des Moines on this bus. There's like 15 people at this point because a lot of people had gotten off. They were trying to figure out what to do if we needed to transfer. So after two and a half hours, they decide we need to switch buses. So they get it working enough to drive to the next station. And then we all switch to this bus. They were like, they're heating it up. So it'll be nice and warm when we switch over. It'll be perfect. We'll get going. Oh, we get on this bus and not only is it a raggedy version of the bus we were on before, but it is not heated up. In fact, it has no heat at all. And outside, it was one degree Fahrenheit. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm anemic, so I get cold very quickly. And I kid you not, for the next four hours of my life, I thought I was going to die because I was shivering so much when we we had to stop about every 30 minutes at gas stations so the driver could clear off the windshield because it was like ice snowing and they couldn't even see so every gas station would get off I would like go refill a hot cup of coffee so my hands would have something warm to hold on to and I just sat there and shivered for four hours it was the worst ride of my life and when we got to Omaha and I got in my boyfriend's car I started bawling like just Oh my goodness, because I was so cold. I couldn't feel my feet. They were like blue when I got home. And if I didn't pay only a dollar for that bus ticket, I would have demanded a refund. So moral of this story is I would not have made it through this entire two week trip if I hadn't been so positive that I couldn't let the negative get to me. Because 
most of the trip, Caleb was pissed. He was ready to go home. I mean, rightfully so. A lot of shit happened. And like even more stuff than I mentioned, of course, because I can't, if I told the whole thing, we'd be here for like two hours. Um, but that's the main parts. And I was just so positive. I was so happy to be in France. It's my favorite country. I was just super excited to be there, eating baguettes, practicing my French, seeing my sister, that I couldn't let the negativity get to me. I didn't care. I didn't have a suitcase. I didn't care. I had to sprint through airports. I didn't care. I had to run through the town to get to the train station. I didn't care. I was just happy to be there. I was happy to be living my best life. Not everybody gets to leave the country for Christmas break. And so I was just feeling so grateful that I could be there with one of my best friends and spend Christmas in Paris. It was so fun, so gorgeous. I really do believe that my positive spirit is what attracted them to find my suitcase earlier. Um, I was being very positive, very open-minded about the situation the whole time. And I do think that plays a factor in the fact that they found mine the next day after we had arrived, even though I didn't get it for a couple more days because of circumstance. I know that was a factor in it because your positivity raises your vibration, which matches the energy level of the things you want. I was acne out of a positive high vibration because I wanted my suitcase and receiving things is at a higher vibration than having things happen to you. That's what happens when you're in a low vibration. So you have to have that positive talk, whether it's with somebody, whether it's with yourself or about a situation to receive the things you want, even when the times are really shitty. And I'm not perfect either. I mean, especially on the way home when we were on that mega bus, I was complaining a ton. Well, mainly because I'm anemic and I was freezing my ass off, but I was just really not feeling the ride home. I just wanted to get a plane ticket and fly to Omaha in like an hour or two. I just wanted it to be easy. I wanted it to be quick. I wanted it to go my way. Um, and since I was just complaining and thinking about, oh, this would be so much better, we ended up breaking down on the bus and then having to be on a freezing bus for an extra four hours because of all the stops. So it just really shows that where your spirit is, where you, where that inner dialect is directing you at all times. And like I said on, on Tuesday, it's kind of scary knowing that you control these factors because it makes you responsible for everything you're thinking and saying at all times. My personal win of this trip was Caleb was super angry, really negative most of the trip. And every day was just hammering my positivity into him. I was like, it's okay. It's okay. Everything's great. We're in France. Everything's fine. Everything's good. Like, you know, like that friend that's like super annoyingly happy. That's me. Like that was me the whole trip. And so even by the end of the trip, he was kind of like, okay, it's fine. Go with the flow. He was definitely more positive towards the end of the trip. So that goes to show that even if maybe if you have negative people around you, your positivity will rub off on them and will make a change. And it's going to bring things to you faster and it's going to help them. So don't ever be afraid of being super extra annoyingly positive in front of your friends and family because it just does better for everybody, honestly. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap this up here. It's already super long. There's so many other details I could tell you, but we'll just keep this simple for now. Remember, don't ever dull your shine because of the people you're around. It will only help brighten them and stay positive because that's what's going to bring you the things you want and need. Except I hate the word want. We need to start saying desire, the things that you desire and need. 
So have a happy Friday. I'll talk to you in the morning for our strategy Saturday. And remember, tu es sage comme un image. You are good as gold. See ya.